Welcome to Inside Jokes. This is about the art of comedy. With Sandra Carusi. We get in the mind of the comic. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Did you hear my woohoo? I did. Anybody? All right. So. Oh, what's this song? And, uh, yeah, man. What is it? Short, weird stories is what it is. Well, that's what we're doing today, but this is a little uh, birthday song courtesy of oh, the boys from Liverpool, man. Stop Those it. horrible, horrible Beatles. It's oh, your please. birthday show. Oh, get over it. All right. That's all right. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. I'm not going to I started the day fantastic. I dumped a whole pile of guilt on my son, my 12-year-old. Nice. I did. I thought that was pretty successful for an Italian mom. Yeah. Mm. It'll work. That's how my mom used to celebrate her birthday, and we aren't even Italian. There you go. Yeah. But I think there's something big surprise for me anyway, so. Yeah? Yeah. Waiting for you? No. Don't care. By the way, what's, am I allowed to ask? 49. Yeah, I don't care. That's ridiculous. Right? Women don't, shut up. Right? You embrace it. Oh, shut up. How does it feel? Um... I don't know. I feel pretty like lousy as usual. Like it's just a general moan. a malaise. Yeah. You seem like you you have like a good energy today. Though. You <laughs> I do. Know, I do. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. Isn't it cute? It's nice. Did you watch the CSAs? I watched people, friends of mine in comedy who who were at the CSAs put that on Facebook. Yes, that's that how I watch award yep. shows. Isn't that typically. great? Now I, I want to quickly uh, bring in our lovely panel so we could talk about this with some kind of intelligence. Um, I got to talk about this guy talking about CSAs and awards. He's a Canadian comedy award winning comedian, a writer, a co-founder of previous artistic art director of the Bad Dog Theater. That's like very huge. Uh, where he now serves as both a teacher and performer. His debut book, Vengeful Hank and Other Short Weird Stories, was a number one bestseller on Amazon last year. And he's following it up with his next book, Cliché and Wind Go Hiking. Now, April 1st, it's being released. And uh, April Fool's Day, that would be the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Marcel Saint-Pierre. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Holy moly. Yeah. Pretty big, big, All big the guy yeah. in the house. Well, you know, sm- small guy, big uh, shoes. Big shoes. <laughs> I like to wear uh, larger shoes than are good for me because <laughs> it keeps me working, you know, That's what to the fulfill sales- it. The sales guy, Joe Fresh, told me that. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's not your size. Just just wear it. Just do you like it? How yeah. does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? These are your shoes. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, and also Nikki Nazarella. Yeah. That's it. You got it. I got it. Yeah. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Alumnus from Second City Training Program and the Bob Curry Fellowship, member of the acclaimed improv group Songbuster and Improv Musical, and the lauded sketch troupe Panacea. Yeah. Top comedy shows of 2015. Uh, for now and torontoist.com and his tour the east from New York to Halifax with the solo act Nikki solo improvised musical and his one half of duo deranged marriage with Nelu Honda he also starred in Serena Ryder's electric love video really yeah maybe that's why you look familiar oh I'm spinning my hair on that what what, what were you doing in that uh lip singing no yeah stop it yeah yeah it's really cool were you dancing? No, I mean there wasn't. It was uh, mostly head, uh, head frames. Okay. Uh, close, tight shots. So uh, not a lot of room for dancing. But you know, I'm, I move a lot. I'm gonna Google. I'm yeah, gonna you Google should. all that. Yeah. That's a great song. I love that song. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Let's go back to CSAs quickly. Marcel, talk yeah. to me. 
Yeah. You knew a lot of those. You know a lot of those people. I knew a lot of those people. I'm so happy for them. It's yeah. great. Baroness Von Sketch. Yes. Huge winners. Oh, my gosh. Year. I mean, deservedly. Yes. Yeah, about time, right? About time. Forever, actually. Forever. In fact. Did no. they, well, last year was their first year, right? Was uh, it not? Or second year? Second year. Because we talked about it here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got to get those. We had them on. on 20. Yeah, that was like 2016 we had them on when they yeah. were first on the air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's time. And uh, there was all kinds. Well, Ali Hassan. Yeah. Wow. Big winner. Well, and he's, uh, you know, he was up there with the suit and everything and just. Uh, he looked awesome. He's, he's a done, smooth man. He's done Ali so Hassan. well. Yeah. So well. What did he win for? I don't know. I just, like, <laughs> he just won one. He just but, got something just for the man's awards. Look that yeah. Up for, can you? Yeah. I don't know. Just I just anything. saw they post these pictures. I'm like, that's they're doing stuff. Because the, really the guests cool. will never know what they're talking about. You have to be there immediately to let us know what we mean. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have friendships to maintain outside of here. That's actually, right. I want a psychic reading, a psychic reader in here telling me what it's going to be. And then the next thing I'm going to say and everything else that yeah. comes with it. I just uh, want one to know about life. That's what I would like. Oh, I'm going to one. Are you? Yeah, we had them on the dating relationship show. We uh, I'll go with you. Let's. What are you doing? Do Palms, leaves? No, no, no. I'm doing a, a reading. A reading? Yeah. She mm. nailed, I hate to, you know, but she nailed my mom's death. Yeah. Oh. My mom was not sick last September. She Nothing was wrong with her last August, last right right up to September. I went to see this woman in September. And, uh, I, you know, my health isn't well. So I kind of asked. And they don't know, normally do health. So I asked yeah. about my health. I knew she was going to say something. So she did. And I said, you know what? It's my mom who's 88. Anyone with my mom? She looked at a card and then she closed it. And she looked at it. She goes, you know what? You're better than her. Let's put it that way. And I went, oh, that means I'm really good because, like, nothing's wrong with my mom. Yeah. And then my mom, next couple of days, told me she wasn't feeling good. And oh, I'm no. like, yeah, okay. Wow. And into October, and then she passes in late November. That's yeah. soon. That's scary. But it's. Yeah. Do you think that they like pick it up off something I said? I don't know. Or well, like because I asked or... about her. Could well, there be, is that. You asked. And yeah. They, yeah. Go, they infer. Oh, infer, and okay. they took it as. Yeah. Oh well, must be. I've had my tarot cards done in the last couple of years, a couple of times, and it's always so vet because it's like this card. You're either going to die or maybe you get a TV show. That's like, it's really... <laughs> Those are the options. It's yeah. either up or down. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk more about this exciting, fun, positive stuff right after Global News Radio goes on break. Global News Radio 640 Toronto with Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Isabel Canon. You're listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Marcel. Yes. Hi. Still Hi, here. Marcel. Still here. Let's just talk. I don't even. Do I want to use yeah. my questions that Dean spent sixty-four hours doing, but yeah. then I'm like, nah. Well, why validate his work experience? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think I want to answer what you asked me. I want to. You know what? I know. You, I have your second book. I'm so excited. I got yeah, for my yeah, birthday. That's the first one, actually. Oh, this is the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this yeah. one you're gonna lend me? Vengeful Hank. Yeah, but you have yeah. your own copy you now. Get your yeah, own copy so now. Yeah. Even my better. Birthday. Again, he cutting. knew it was my birthday. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vengeful Hank and other short word stores. Talk to me. What was your inspiration for this? Literally, that first book came out of me just writing stuff. Like, I, I used to write every day, and I was out of practice. And literally, 2013, I just said, I'm going to start writing again this year for no other reason than I wanted to write stuff. And I had people that were like, going, you should publish a blog. So that year, I challenged myself. Every day, I published something, uh, whether it was good or not and I started with one word on the first day of the year 
and I ended up with 365 words on the last day of the year. So that was the challenge. Write something creative using the number of words that we are the day of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I ended up with 365 short stories that year. That's fantastic. Yeah. Voila. And then the writing, as we know, is in the editing and the rewriting. So, yeah, yeah, I just chose a batch of them and and published a book in 2016. So talk to me. What's the key to writing? And that's such a broad question, but that's leading to another weird question. Okay, good. I love it. The key to writing is just write. Get it out of your head. You can't. I love, you know, I talk to people sometimes who are just like, oh, I wish I could write. I'm like, you could. You can. <laughs> you know what a pen is? Do you know what a keyboard is? Do you have ideas? Just do it. Set is it aside procrastination five... that is Absolutely. why? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Procrastination, fear of judgment, fear of failure. And I'm like, if you wrote something, that's not failing. It, you know, write it. Put it yeah. down. Yeah. What if I knew a woman, uh, just just knew her, okay. and has already been, hypothetically, who already has been talking about her book, yeah. and that it's ready she's, to go. She's got it written? Ready to go? It's ready. What's stopping her? Uh, an author to write it for her. <laughs> oh, that's you mean you're the ghostwriter. Oh, she has yeah, the yeah. story. I've asked you already to do I it. I know, Dean. I'm writing mine right now. <laughs> no, um, everybody's got a good, uh, everybody's got a book in them, Marcella's Got it, way. got it. Okay, so she has a story. She has a story. And it just needs to be, well, hi, hi, yeah, hire a ghostwriter if she doesn't want to. How much are they going for now? Do the right, <laughs> I don't know. How, do you know any dirt? How much are you dirt? going for? <laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you know any dirt? <laughs> I'll do it for free if you know the yeah. right things. Yeah, uh, there is some interesting <laughs> stuff I know. Oh, oh we yeah, gotta, we must talk. Okay, we will. I have enough in my little. Um, yeah, yeah. I, no, I just tell you because everybody's got a book. I, everybody yeah. talks about having a book. Yeah, yeah. In their head, like, I got a story. I yeah. got a story to tell, and yeah. do you think that's just like a bit much with some people? And I'm like, what about your life? Like, I don't want to be mm. a cow that way. Right. But I have had some pretty serious stuff going on in my life from. From divorce to cancer, like you know, to yeah. single mom life, to like whatever, like you, t- and then the icky stuff in between that you, you just don't even. That's know where about. life is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you talk to someone who's like, you know, just going to her bank job, and she's like, I got to write a job about my life. I'm like, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting. Well, there is something to that too. There's okay. Yeah, we I'll stop being a cow. Nothing. We uh, can have a book about nothing. There you too. go. Who well, am do I? you think? Yeah. How much of of your background as a comedian and and as a performer went into writing this? Because it's a very, it's a comedy book. I mean, very Hanks. much, yeah. yeah, humorous. I I mean, I think, I, I I think all of me went into it in the sense that this is just my hit. This is where I come from. Like, yeah. Even as a kid, I would, you know, to make friends, I'd use humor. Uh, you know, if I was sad, I'd use humor <laughs> to yeah. get over it, you know. If someone asked me something really serious, I would fail them with humor. <laughs> uh, so it's just that thing. So even that said, you know, I think as as we know, comedy is uh, is political and it is serious. You know, you can talk about really serious issues yeah. uh, when you deal with them lightly. Yeah, it makes people think. You're- it does, and it's and and your book was uh, also a wonderful piece of escapism too. Absolutely, you know, it's very absurd. Yeah, yeah, meant to be by yeah. design, sir. By <laughs> by design. <laughs> yes, it's true though. Like I'm doing that myself right now, and it's sort of like it's all the stuff that never finds its way to the stage, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all the stuff that I never it 
it had never occurred to me to talk about in stand-up or on stage or anything. Sometimes stuff you say or or, or know is funny isn't stand-up material either. Yeah. You know? and that was the hardest thing for me to learn actually mm. doing stand-up. Going like, they, oh, those weren't stand-up jokes I was telling. That's yeah. why that set didn't work that much. That's a that's a short story or, yeah, you know, that's not that's, that's not the format for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to ask Nikki as well because yeah. you guys both, you know, improv and sketch backgrounds. Yeah. And I know for me, predominantly doing stand-up, the, you guys definitely seem to share a much different relationship with audiences. It's more inclusive in a way. You rely on right. bringing them into what's going on. With Whereas with stand-ups, there's mm-hmm. kind of like this wall, right? There's almost like this adversarial thing with audiences. Sometimes. Yeah. How much, how much of your work <laughs> is actually bringing the audience? Because with stand-ups, it's like, I don't want them to talk to me. I don't want them to talk to me at all. Well, we don't want them to like interrupt our sets at all. No, of like, course. Definitely at the beginning of the show, it's all about engaging with the audience and getting something from them so we can build a piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like once I talk to them, I'm done with them. If they're you interrupting with... <laughs> like you laugh and that's about all I need from you. If That's it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say if they're interrupting yeah. with laughs, that's good. We, yeah. We're all doing our jobs here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it's essential. We have to have them involved. We have to have them in. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Engaged, they're, and they're yeah. going on the journey with us too, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've asked them for the suggestion. So I find mostly audiences want us to succeed as opposed to sometimes, like you say, adversarial. Yeah, yeah. sometimes uh, an audience does not like a stand-up's face. No, you no. Know, yeah. Who knows why? It's so true. Oh, yeah, I'm the glory. I did Second City classes till level D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but... Uh, anyway, I learned so much, and I want to talk more about that because it's such an exciting thing. And I, I recommend everybody in the world, regardless of your job, go take an improv class. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I wanna, I'm going to talk about benefits of that after the break on Global News Radio 640 Toronto Inside Jokes. This is Herb Irving, and I'm a lot of you out there going, who? Uh, you're listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. <laughs> Inside Jokes, comedy people, that's what Ooh. we're doing around here. We're hey, doing that. We've got Marcel St. Pierre. <laughs> hey, yo. And Nikki Nasrallah. <laughs> yeah. And even Dean Young, Jesse Turan. I don't yeah. know the dual ego. Well, neither, neither do I. I'm still paying a guy like 300 bucks a month to figure that out with me. I don't know. Okay. Oh. Why am I two people? <laughs> Is he a lawyer? What happened? Uh, just a guy you know. No, a therapist, but I mean, oh, I, we all, all know I almost married a lawyer one time, so I've been down that road too. Oh, but now buddy. I gotta. Why am I two people? That's what I'm trying. It's a whole thing. I'm hopelessly yeah. scared, but I'm gonna help him through this. <laughs> That's the book. That's the book. (laughs) He's co-writing it. He just doesn't know. So before the break, because you guys are masters of improv. Masters. I get paid big bucks. We we were talking about uh, my brief time with uh, sketch comedy in Second City. I took Mm -hmm. some courses with some friends. And um, I just, after that experience, I didn't realize how much it would come into play with every other part of my life. Yep. Every job I had after that. I mean, I was always already in radio. I was already doing comedy. But um, in radio, I did uh, sales as well, selling advertising. And that, it's all about ad lib. And it doesn't matter the job you have. And and when I run into people who want mentoring and stuff, I'm like, number one, go take an improv class. Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree? Absolutely, 100%. Yes. 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 When, I, when I started doing the levels, I did... Uh, the levels as well like you did and there were some people in my class who were just business people like lawyers and whatever coming to class just to loosen up to be able to like uh, engage more with people that they work with and uh, that was like so helpful for them and then you see these people who take this as a business person and then they grow like into an improviser and then they start like doing their own shows and having fun with it and just uh, carrying on uh, as a comedian that they didn't know that they were so yeah yeah 
What do you say, Marcel? I agree. Yeah, it's 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 been amazing to actually see people that I have taught who years later are still doing it, and they don't want to be professional comedians. Yes, but they what they want to do is get up once or twice a month with their buddies and shoot the shit on there stage you go. and have some yeah. fun, right? And it's amazing. And they and they will come out and come and see comedy shows. I think it also helps people get over their fear of other people. Like we're so afraid sometimes to just talk and be yourself. And that's cool. Oh, I wouldn't tell people that because that might be seen as odd or strange. It's just get out of your shell. You know, we're we're here on earth with a lot of other people that look sound. Do you know what? Like us. You you just feel the same way, right? Yeah. Sorry for cutting off because you just hit something so incredible. We talk so much now because of social media. It's creating so much social anxiety, right? Like people Yes? Yes, agreed. Right? And so this this whole improv class and and training, even if you go one on one with one of you guys to do it, would help somebody out of that problem. I and tell it's a cheap people, version. Do you yeah. teach as well? Nick? I don't teach. You, I don't like to teach. I mean, okay, that, and that's good to know. <laughs> I love teaching because it actually has taught me also so much more about the craft. And I will tell people first day, this isn't a class about learning to be funny. You're yeah. already funny. Yeah. This is just a class about learning how to just be in the moment. That's it. Wow. Yeah. And that's that truth. whole mindfulness now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's all the rage. But I mean, that's a direction I think we all have to go into anyway mm-hmm. to be able to survive the world we're living in. But, um, and that I is just, what improv is like just not playing the joke, just playing the moment, and something funny will inevitably come out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Invariably. Well, you need the generosity of your partner. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, tell me a story when that has happened, when you have not have been given anything. And let's t- first explain. What generosity of your partner is, and then give me an example. Yeah, <laughs> Nick, I mean, I, I do a very close uh, uh, relationship scenes with my partner, Nilu Handa, with Deranged Marriage. We do a relationship uh, based on something that we get from the audience, a marriage or something. Yeah. And uh, and so I rely a lot on Nilu. She is really great at like giving me information and establishing where we are and who we are to each other. Um, so you really need that other person uh, to be in the moment with you, to engage with you, to look into your eyes, yes. to listen to what you're saying. Because uh, if they're not listening, if they're just like rambling and going on, then I get lost. Like I'm like, where? What yeah. are we? Who, like who in the first gonna... segment of this show, yeah. when you're ready to kill yourself, <laughs> <laughs> is she ever gonna stop? Yeah, does she shut yeah. up? This yeah. yeah, that would have been us not being generous, but our generosity was in then just letting you go where yeah, you were gonna go. I know, yeah, so I know. Like, this yeah. is her show. Let her go. Let her go, <laughs> dude. Um, so how about you, Marcel? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, in improv, yeah, it, you have to make your scene partner look better than you. That should be the thing. You should be falling he, over yourself to just he right. or she make them look better, uh, and they're doing that for you, and and that's it. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's just uh, that's yeah. what it comes down to. When you and I, I, I want to say that to my glorious audience because you'll hear these interviews with like Robert De Niro and and you know they'll ask you know what's the key and that sort of thing. And they'll always come down to, you know, it's, it's the generosity of the partner, you know? It's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, what are they giving you? Yeah. Like, it's not me that's great. It's who I'm working with that's great. And I think that's so kind to yeah. say that. And you hear, like, acting is reacting. What are you reacting to if yeah. you're not being yeah. given anything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. One of the things that uh, beginners also have a hard time with, too, is making eye contact. Yeah. It's like, I know you're strangers yeah. right now, but actually, in a scene, you got to check in. Even if it's for a split second, to just check in going, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, you need that connection. Wow. That's, that's How are you so feeling? true. That's true. Yeah. Like, I took a yeah. few of those, and I found that same thing. Like, I was very, I'm comfortable being on stage and being in front of an audience, but it yeah. was that. Doing a scene with people, I'm very, even in auditions and stuff, I'm, I end up being very rigid. 
Because I'm just like, <laughs> I, I know what I have to say. Yes. But otherwise, you're just blurting out a thing you memorized. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's nothing organic to it whatsoever. And Absolutely. you always right. in the audition room go into the, into the room with that person who just is not ready to connect. <laughs> like yeah. They're just yeah. like, I've rehearsed this the way I know it. Oh, yeah. And I don't yeah. care what you're going to do. I'm yeah. nervous. I need yeah. this job. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's okay, like let's over talk. in two minutes and you leave forever and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about Vengeful Hank while we're at it. After the break on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Simon Rakoff, and you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. Inside Jokes. What a show. What a show. I'm feeling <laughs> it show. here on 640 we're doing Toronto. We're it. Look at what the a show. Is. I like uh, how hard you came back from the break there. Because one week well, I was doing the show the by myself, right and I was coming back every time with, we're back. And you, you listened <laughs> later on. You were like, don't do that. Stop doing that. <laughs> That's my shtick. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only show I've ever listened to of our show, and I, that's what I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're back! I was just what? amping it up every single break as much as I could. Yeah, you're and not she, auditioning for Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah and yeah. she texts you know me, she goes, don't do that ever again. And you know what's great about, uh, only comics and such would understand, um, I obviously know what five minutes is without looking, yeah. because I always turn to Julia at five minute point, and she's giving me the two. Yeah. And I'm like, this is f- turning into a funny joke with me right now because yeah. I know what five minutes is without looking at someone. Someone's <laughs> but flashing the two a red turns light at me five. right now. Yeah. What? Then the two turns into five yeah. after that. Right. <laughs> I did a gig Saturday night and they, um, no, it was the speaking gig on Thursday night. It was a speaking gig and they had other like speakers, you know, from banks and stuff. And then they had me, Yahoo. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to hold up cards at the two minute mark, five minute mark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop. You're killing me right now. <laughs> Zip it. Zip it. I'll tell you when it runs. <laughs> anyway, I went over, under. It was a disaster. It was completely disaster. <laughs> so you wouldn't take help. You yeah. wouldn't accept help from yeah. your partners. Exactly. Bingo. Yep. Well, Dean, we have, you're going to do the honor here. Yes. So Marcel St. Pierre, of yes. course, on our panel today, has his Hi. next book, his follow-up book, is coming out April Fool's Day. Yes. Which is April 1st, if you didn't know that. I would hope everyone does. It's actually not a trick. It really is it coming really out. It really is coming out. I had a few out. people on Facebook ask me, so... Long joke. Yeah. No, no. Is there actually a book? I do have a book. There's artwork and everything. And uh, so there's a follow-up, if you will. Well, a second book. Yeah. uh, And you're doing a live show to launch it. But anyways, you have an excerpt for us from the new book, Cliché and Wind Go Hitchhiking. Yes, indeed. I do. I like how you were like... (laughs) Walking me through that title was, too. You're mouthing, was mouthing it, to me. it with you. That's yeah. right. It's good. Uh, so, without further ado, we will go to Marcel for a little taste of the upcoming book. All right. Uh, this is a story from the upcoming book, Cliche and Wind Go Hitchhiking. The story is called The Baloney Only Rings Once, Probably. The doorbell chimed, and George Jones looked up from his paper. That's odd, he thought. I don't have a doorbell. He got up with difficulty from his easy chair and went to his door. "'Huh,' he said, noticing the peephole he'd never had before. "'I don't have a peephole.' Looking through the peephole, he saw a delivery man in the hallway, looking at a clipboard. "'Hello?' he said suspiciously. "'Baloney delivery,' said the delivery guy, without looking up from his clipboard. "'Baloney delivery,' said George. "'Do you mean Bologna?' "'No,' said the delivery guy impatiently. I didn't order any bologna, said George. George Jones? Yes, replied George. Bologna delivery, then, repeated the delivery guy quite stridently. I'm here to deliver your bologna. George considered his options. An hour passed. 
Finally, he opened the door. Was that so hard? said the delivery guy, extending his clipboard. Sign here, please. I refuse to take delivery of Bologna I didn't order, said Jurge. The delivery guy was taken aback. You can't do that. Oh, can't I? asked Jurge, testing out an imperious tone he immediately regretted as it felt overly contrarian. The delivery guy considered the question carefully. He took off his head and scratched his hat, which was a very interesting way of doing it, thought Jurge, making a mental note to try doing it that way next time. The delivery guy made a series of clicking and chuffing sounds and consulted his clipboard. Don't think so, he finally said. Sign here. Jurge huffed. Oh, all right. He signed for it, and the delivery guy gave him a single slice of bologna and turned to leave. What am I supposed to do with this, he asked. What do I care, said the delivery guy. Jurge and the bologna slice were married in a small ceremony the following year. <laughs> the end. Wow. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. Cliche and wind go hitchhiking April yes. 1st. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was cool. Very cool. Do you do that in other uh, locales? Uh, the uh, readings? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I will do that hosting shows or stuff like that, especially if I'm trying to sell me a sweet amount of books. I'll definitely I, do it. Yeah. I love um, GFL. Um, did you ever do anything there? No. The festival? No. Okay. But they have these live readings. But you know what they do with Jason Reitman? Yeah. What they did last year? Mm. Anyway, they flip. Um, oh, they get authors going in and reading reads stuff, and stuff. And table yeah. reads. Yeah. yeah table, oh, I love those. They flip yeah, yeah, yeah. those, right? Like, yeah. so he'll get a movie. It wasn't his movie. It was somebody <laughs> else's, and he gets all different actors. Right, right, right. And they're all reading, doing a live read of this different movie. They did. They did. Never... Uh, not last year, the year before, they did The Big Lebowski. So they had That's a cast it. of just people Thank who were you. in town for the festival. And that was the one thing I missed, and I will always regret oh, it. I know. I love yeah. that stuff. Right? That's yeah. a yeah. killer, yeah. guys. So we'll yep. talk about that. I don't know why I, I'm an authoritarian on it, but apparently I am. Uh, and let's uh, talk more about uh, some other stuff. Nikki? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Where have you been? Listen, where have I, I've been? I've been here this whole time. Have you? Oh, okay. I have no... Listen, I promise. Uh, so <laughs> me, I've got like my hand in a whole bunch of different pots. Yes. So uh, I don't... Like I do musical improv a lot and uh, I'm part of the Second City House Company. So we perform wow. every Friday uh, and that's kind of like their D company, I guess. There's like their main stage, their Torco then their education company and their family right. company, right. and then we got the house company. Right. So we're upstairs at the J at the John Candy Box Theater. Nice. Uh, yeah, we're working on some archive stuff right now, and we're going to be working on our own premises pretty soon. Nice. Uh, so it's been really awesome. And uh, also drag is like a new thing in my life. I've really? Like, yeah, performing in drag. Ooh! Okay, yeah. wait, wait, we're going to talk after the break oh, on this. Yeah, I let's dip I'm into it. Yeah. The, like, oh, I'm off the charts on this. <laughs> I think every middle-aged woman, 40, 50s, uh, yeah, they think Convento Rico's a second coming, but there's all oh, kinds man. of stuff out there. And it's our thing. Yes. Like, we own that. I want to talk about that because it's this underground thing that mommies <laughs> have. Global News Radio 640 Toronto, Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Inside Jokes. Here's something we haven't done on the show before. And I am out of my seat thinking about it. I was literally out of my seat. Drag. Drag shows. Nikki. Hi. Talk to me. Yes, let's do it. Okay. What do you dress as? Where do you do it? What do I need to know as if I want to do it? People think I'm in drag all the time. I'm five for ten. Listen, women can do drag these days. They're called no bio way. queens. Oh, yeah. What are they called? Bio queens. Actually, oh. they're trying to change that name, I guess. So I'm not really sure what we're calling uh, oh. female drag That's queens hilarious. right now. But yeah. Ah. 
Yeah. I was joking. I I tell people all the time, like to confuse men, which is already happening. They're like, "Uh, how you doing? I'm like, yeah. I'm a drag queen, <laughs> but as a guy, as a woman. But anyway, go ahead, talk yeah. to me. Yeah, <laughs> so my my drag name is Selena Vile. I love it already. Um, I've only been doing it a few months right now. I have a drag mentor, a drag mother, we call her. Uh, <laughs> her name's Vicky Licks. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, yeah, yeah. So she has built the House of Licks. So I have a couple of drag sisters like Hillary Ooze and uh, Treasure Lee Coco, <laughs> and so we're actually teaming together to enter uh, the Empire Ball, yeah. which is going to be uh, there's so there's drag houses, which is like drag families, yeah. And so we're all going to be competing against each other in this like grand uh, competition that's leading up to the Pride Festival in June. Yeah. And so it's going to be every Tuesday starting in April, so wow. starting April third at Woody's. Okay, on per- Church Street. Yeah, perfect. And so it's going to be two houses competing against each other for the grand prize. So to moving on, every week it's going to be a different two houses. Wow. I'd like yeah. to just do a shout out to my wife for and thank her for having <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race on at the house all the yes. time. Because I'm following this conversation right? and I'm quite excited about like, it. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's and like, yeah. that show has really blown drag up. So people oh, are obsessed good. with drag right now. That's and it's not why. just gay people. It's not just other no. drag queens. It's like it's it's reached the masses now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And even like yeah. just the electricity of those live drag shows. Like we've been doing tinder tales ones so there's like a mm. monthly at uh glad day here in toronto and we did it at the at the gladstone too but yeah like we'll have a full full drag show once a month and it's like just the energy of those shows is off the charts like yeah. everybody gets so into it and mm. everybody on stage is just like so high energy like it, yeah. it's yeah. it's totally different from anything else it's that we totally do. elevated performance and i'm learning to bring in all of my comedy stuff into drag because my drag mother is a stand-up comedian in drag vicky yep. licks and then hillary ooze does the murder mysteries at bad dog theater that she writes and improvises oh marcel there you go yeah again. yeah yep. so uh and so me personally i'm putting on a drag cabaret because i do improvised musicals so i want to i'm going to put on an improvised uh drag cabaret on march sorry may 6th at Club 120. Wow. So that's coming up too. Amazing. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Was this a big move for you? It was a huge one. It was actually like a year, like Vicky Licks approached me a year and a half ago and said, I really want you to do this. I think you'd be amazing. And I said no for about a year because uh, it's so overwhelming and so daunting. Is like it? the makeup, the hair, the the outfits. It's first of all, it's so expensive. And second of all, I'm not creative visually. Like I, I could, I'm, I'll be very creative in performance, but when it comes to putting together a look, that's not my strength. So that's part of the what you have to do is put together a yes. look. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. It's like everybody's a race car and there's a team, yeah. and there's a pit yeah. crew that oh, puts cool. together the... I mean, queen. in a way, there's there's a team that like will support you, but you got, like you're doing your own makeup every night, and like you got to learn to do that it. alone yeah, is yeah. daunting. Yeah. yeah. Had you yeah. ever sort of wanted to try it before? Like, was this? Or yeah, was, like yeah. I've done it for comedy purposes before. Yeah. Like I, I've like dressed in drag. I did um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, and I was one of the courtesans, so I did the whole yeah. thing in drag, and like it was me and a bunch of female uh, dancers plus me. Uh, so that, uh, yeah, so I've done it like sporadically in drag, but just for fun. And I never thought about actually becoming a drag queen until earlier this or late last year. And I did it and it's been pretty. You love it? Yeah, yeah I love it. You're pretty good. That means yeah. you're good. Yeah. Yeah. That means yeah. you're good. Yep. I'm not going to say I'm not good. I'm amazing. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the last what's thing a, a drag queen what, would say. What's a good drag queen? What's a good drag queen? So uh, so a lot of drag queens that are coming up right now have really good looks. So they have like beautiful makeup because uh, makeup tutorials are very accessible on YouTube. 
So people are really good at that. It's the performance that's really tricky. And I've always been a performer. Yeah. So for me, what I look for in a drag queen is someone who is hilarious and who can perform the crap out of a song. Like really just like... Kill it. Yeah, yeah. just kill it. And not just dancing, like in your face and like... So who in... are you? What are your songs? So I'm a, la- a Latin queen. I know I look very white. My mom's from Mexico. <laughs> so I really play that up. That counts. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I play up like... I do a lot of like Gloria Stefan and... Uh, I love Gloria. I'm very inspired by her right now, like Rita Moreno and people like that. Oh. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. I'm also kind of political. Like when I when I put together a piece, I like it to say something. So I did one. My my premier performance was at the Diva Cup at Comedy Bar, and I did a performance that was basically uh, clips of Ellen coming out. So it was her oh, coming out on the show, and then her it. going on Oprah and like having to defend herself against uh, people Genius. who were anti-gay. Yeah. yeah, and then it came to like her. Um, uh, talking about the It Gets Better movement and talking about like teen suicides and stuff. So, and like there was music dispersed in between. So it was it, like, it started out very funny and then it got like kind of serious. So, wow. yeah, I like to do stuff that makes people think. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty heavy duty. Marcel, yeah. what do you think that's about amazing. all that? No, that's amazing. Let's and, put you in drag, Marcel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I keep the salt and pepper beer? I was going to say, yeah, no, you have to, yeah. Actually, the oldest drag queen, the drag queen who's been doing it the longest, lives in Toronto. Her name is Michelle Dubarry. Ah, yeah. Yeah. My amazing. girlfriend, Carolyn Kelly, is deep immersed. She helps with the costumes and stuff, and she got me into it too again, and I was just like yeah. fascinated. Yeah. There's a whole scene of it here for sure. Oh, yeah. There's we have a, a good scene show. here yeah. for There's sure. Huge, so many amazing yeah. drag queens who have gone viral, like Safonda Cox. Yeah. is one who's gone very viral for her performances. I think the show you mentioned, what was the show you mentioned um, that uh, your wife leaves oh, on? RuPaul. RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, Drag Race. Yeah. Um, I think that's when I said earlier, before the break, the 40 and 50-year-old women who watch it. I think we went from house watching the Housewives to yes. watching the yes. <laughs> yes. Drag Queens. So we'll talk more after the break. We got some great guests here. Well, and uh, Dean, uh, what are we doing? I'm I'm here too. I'm just here, man. Okay, you stay. <laughs> yeah, not okay, going anyway. Yeah, so I'm just here every week. Yeah. Inside joke. Please stay with us. Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Well, it's a new year and a new day, and it's time for a new direction. Time to say yes. Yes to building equity for yourself through real estate. Call or email me and let's get started right now. So they can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com, 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes, home of the funny people right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. My drugs are working so well. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh. um, You're really nailing those uh, those would, segues for sure. Do you like that? Yeah, I do. What, Marcel, we're going to yes. ask our guest today, what do you think the state of comedy is in right now oh. with all the different things going on out there? Marcel St. Pierre, please. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, the, the, uh, the further right the politics go, mm. the more material there is for comedy because comedy is here really to help people find their soul again. Interesting. We need We need to just keep speaking up. 
And I was just saying to Nikki actually during the break, uh, comedy is the way to get through people's thick headedness because they'll laugh immediately about something. They go, this is, oh, ho ha, until they realize, oh, the politics of this or something I don't agree with or that that I'm afraid of or that I'm threatened by, you know, but at least now they're listening a little bit more. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. I think that's the obviously what what it's always been with comedy, right, is to cut through and Mm-hmm. share an opinion which yeah. is often a left opinion or center well, to left anyway. I mean we go back to Shakespeare times right the jester was the only one that could tell the king to his face That's that right. he was an idiot That's and right. live but he was the only one who could and actually when the war was coming they would go to the jester and go guess what you're up Go tell the king and queen that we're going to get slaughtered. That's right. Yeah. It was him. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. Good, good, good stuff. Nikki, what do you got yeah, to say? Yeah, I think we're in a time right now where we really have to look at our jokes and examine um, what is offensive to people and what we can and can't say because we're in a time right now where everybody uh, is rising up and saying, uh, wait a minute, this actually offends me. And so like things like fat shaming, things like, um, like I don't know, gay shaming, like all kinds of things. Yeah. Yep. So uh, it's a fine line because comedy is about poking fun at that. Uh, everything, literally everything. Nothing should be off the table. Oh. Um, that's how I feel. I but think the thing, uh, we're that, all having uh, to watch ourselves now. You know, yeah. cisgendered white males have to start learning is not being upset about being told what they can't say, but to just actually learn that comedic rule of punch up. Yeah. Yes, and punch up. And punch yeah. across. Yeah. yeah, it's not that you can't say whatever you want. It's just that when you're punching down, it's not funny. And yeah. I think too, like there's so much stuff culturally and politically happening right now. There's all these different movements, you know, that are sort of bursting wide open at the seams. And it's true of all art forms, but I think especially comedy is just us holding a mirror up to ourselves, right? Like yes. comedy mm-hmm. is really that's at the heart of it is Absolutely. us going, look at this, look at our, what our reflection looks like. Yeah, and yep. I think there's a lot of re-education that goes on with that right now quickly tastes are changing. i want to um yeah. qualify punching up and down because we talk about a lot on the show punching yeah. down meaning making jokes about the homeless you don't do right. that if, right. if you're not End homeless you don't make you don't do it. that or whatever mm. you know topic you're going at make sure you're should be and homeless i don't think is ever a topic anybody should ever really go at right think, people have gotten that i now. think we get that yeah and uh, so anyway, um, that's good. This is good. Big, great show, guys. I'm I so glad this. you joined us. Yeah, Thank you so, so much. Thanks and for having us. And please let's purchase these books. Yes. Where Hank can is... we? Uh, uh, yeah. I know Marcel has the book coming out in a live show to, to prop that out into the right. world. Yeah. So the uh, you can get uh, the new book, Cliche and Wind Go Hitchhiking, uh, beginning maybe just before April 1st on Amazon. Uh, it's also in um, uh, Book City and also Queen Books in Toronto. You can actually get copies there. Uh, um, you can also get copies at my launch show, which is going to be uh, at the Social Capital Theater. Oh, nice. Um, on, um, <laughs> when is it? I should be there. It's March 31st <laughs> uh, at 8 p.m. On the bill, I've got Sandra Badaglini, Noor Hadidi, Dan Redekin, Jerry Badalini. Woodcock, mm-hmm. um, Parker and Seville uh, doing some sketch, and also an amazing uh, folk duo called Captain Cowboy and the Moneymaker. It's just 10 bucks. It's so cheap. And I'll have books there. So please come on out and see that. And go to my website, shortweird.com. You can get all this info if I was speaking too fast. Nikki, talk to me. Hi. So every Friday night at Second City, the house company at the John Candy Box Theater, uh, you can get tickets on uh, secondcity.com or you can just walk in and purchase your ticket. Uh, Also, March 28th at Bad Dog Theater, I'll be doing You Being Served, an improvised show based on the TV show, Are You Being Served? 
And March 29th is Songbusters <laughs> comeback show at um, at, ba- at Buddies and Bad Times Theater at 8 o'clock. That is a improvised musical, completely improvised. Uh, it's going to be amazing. March 29th, that's 20 bucks. And then May 6th, come see my improvised drag cabaret at Club oh, cool. 120. You. Yeah. you can find all my information at thenickynetwork.com. Nikki is N-I-C-K-Y. Yes. And Dean? Oh, you know what? Get we don't my, have two hours. What are you no, doing, get my Dean? album Life Hack, please. It's on yes. you know Google Play and Apple Music and iTunes and all that stuff. Because uh, two years of uh, struggle went into that album, so please laugh at my pain. I want to thank me cat food money. I want to thank Holly Garvey Penny from HGPRealEstate.com, who is uh, one of the well. What we're just going to say the best real estate agent uh, GTA. Whoa, that was big. I hope Ooh. I don't find anything mm. out about you in the newspaper. That'd be awkward. Anyway, uh, thank you for sponsoring. And, of course, Hakeem Optical, making you see comedy so much better, like like a whole new insight, which is what we did today. Wow. That's right. That's what they love about us. Yeah. Hakeem Optical, where, what's our what's the jingle we sing? Your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. Everybody now. And now for your weekly listings. And don't miss the launch of Marcel St. Pierre's new book, Cliché and Wind Go Hitchhiking, live at Toronto's Social Capital Theatre, March 31st. And don't forget to check out baddogtheatre.com and The Second City for upcoming live shows right here in Toronto. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast... And start downloading the best of Frantic Times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for this week's Comedy RX featuring Marcel St. Pierre with Egg Zeppelin Riffs. I was so in love with this girl, man. Yeah. So in love with this girl. She was like, like taller than me, too, which is uh, like yeah. a turn on. It's kind of like who are those two in Rocky and Bullwinkle? The, uh... Natasha and Boris. That's right. I was yeah. totally Boris. She was totally she was Natasha. Natasha man. I was I was Gomez to her Morticia. Or you were like Roger Rabbit to her Jessica Rabbit. I was Sonny to her Cher. <laughs> you, were, uh, you were the little guy who rides on the back of Master Blaster. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Please listen to comedy. Go out and watch it live any chance you get. Nothing is better than live. Uh, comedy. You could watch it on TV and all that stuff. That's great. But when you see it live, it's always that much funnier. Right, guys? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Love y'all. Sandra out. <laughs> <laughs>